we're back. There we go. So we're going to be ready to to kick some butt here. So hopefully you're enjoying your afternoon. I can't thank you enough for spending your time. And uh, the Vikings are ahead 17 to 3. Woo-hoo. So yes, we're 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 ahead. What Oh, third quarter. Let's we'll just start the third quarter. Okay. So hopefully we're going to win this one, right folks? Yes. Say yes we are. I got my Vikings shirt on. So, remember last year I was worried that it was causing bad luck, so I wouldn't wear it because every time I wore it, they lost. And then I didn't wear it and they won, so I, I, I tucked it away. So, here it is. Oh, where are we at? Okay, what is a bat's motto? What is a bat? You know, a bat? You know, bats yeah. that, yeah. you know, are flying through bats. there. I love bats. Yes. They're, they're cute. Yes, they are. I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> <laughs> I think they're cute. <laughs> any ideas? You have, um, how about Sony? you have any ideas no. what a bat's motto is? A bat's motto. Yep. Mm-mm. Okay, ready for this? Let's hear it. Hang in there. Ah, there you go. That's a good one. Ba-dum, boom. Ba-dum, boom. I know. All right. So we got that. All right. Let's go run to the phone lines, take a couple questions, and we'll talk to Danielle again and um, Canine Inspired Change. But who are, who's up next? Sue is up next. Sue's up next. Hi, Sue. How are you doing? I'm good, Katie. How are you? Good, good. What can I do for you? So um, I have a comment and then a question about um, CIC for Danielle. Okay. We had um, Kate, one of their volunteers, come out to the Bark for Life last May and do a demonstration with what they do with their training and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, My question is, do they ever go into, like, charter schools or how do they arrange which schools to go into and I'm thinking more of teenagers with anxiety. Hi there. Thank you for calling. How are You're welcome, you? welcome, Danielle. I love your organization. Yay. Absolutely love it. It's, it's awesome. Thank you. Well, I really appreciate you guys having us out. That was such a great time. So, okay. The question is, do we ever go to charter schools? The answer is yes, absolutely. We're actually at a charter school now, and we're starting at another charter school coming up. Um, okay. And do we work with teens with anxiety? Yes, yes, a thousand times yes. Okay. Um, and to get the ball rolling on that, normally it just starts with a phone call. So, and um, the phone call would be as a grandparent with a teenager and one. I I don't know whether do you have you ever heard of AFSA A F S A out in Badness Heights? I have not. Okay. So but, how does the ball get rolling to get that to happen? If you um, know somebody on that staff, a social worker, somebody at that school, you could have a chat with them, send them an email, talk to them, and connect me with them, even via email. Okay. Um, and then the next step is just a phone call, and we I just chat with the social worker or whoever the person is in charge of scheduling their programming, and we just have a phone call about you know how this could work. Um, is this something they're interested in? And um, next step is I go to the school and, and sit down with them, look at the space, and we go from there. Okay, that really easy. Great. Yeah. And so do these suggestions, can they come from family members to the school? They should, yes, because we're all okay. working together in this community, right? We all need to help each other. Exactly. So it's it all abs- about connecting. Yeah, and so yeah. it's too often we just think, oh, I shouldn't say anything. or you know, yeah. Yes, you should. We all yeah. should. And we're not always right, but that's okay, too. So, right. yes, a, a suggestion from a family member to a, a school facilitator, I think, is a fantastic way to get it rolling. And, you know, maybe it takes a few months or it starts next year or, you know, whatever. But we're always here just willing to show up and talk to people um, and just to see if it's a good fit. So there's no certain boundaries that you go, that you are confined to? 
as far as locations? Um, no, we are mostly within the Twin Cities area at this point, but we're okay. also out in Maple Grove now, and like Vadness Heights would be a great spot for us to go to. So no, okay. And we, as you get more teams, and yeah, you can grow, exactly. then you can your area yes. can grow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good. No, we would. Well, lo- we hope that you will come back out and join us again for the Bark for Life next May. Sorry, yay! No, that's a, that's a big cheer there from your dog. Yeah, we would love to. Yeah, it's a great organization, and it, there's so many people, adults, children with anxiety, where dogs really can provide the comfort that they need to to fit in. Amen, so. sister. Yeah. So if you um, want to send me a, an email, just go ahead right from our website and just... Uh, you and can, what is that website, Danielle? It's canineinspiredchange.org. Right. And you can send me an email right from there. We can go... I will send you a Yay. save the date email right away. I'm so glad you called. Thank All you. Right. Thanks, Thank Sue. Thank you very much, lady. Have a good evening. We'll talk Thanks. later. Bye-bye. <laughs> good old Sue. She's one heck of a gal. She's the one that chairs that committee, Bark for Life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she chairs it. I'm on that same committee that she's on. Yeah, yeah. Ah. yeah so that Bark for Life. It's so, she's the spirit. Small world. No, it is. It truly is. <laughs> okay, who's up next there, Sony? Sony. We have Sonny. Teresa on the line, and she's calling about her dog's toenails. Oh, dog's toenails. All right. Hey, Teresa, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. What can I do for you? Um, I had talked to you, I don't know, over a while ago about my dog um, just eating like crazy, like he starved to death. And I took your suggestion to water the food down. Um, but he still is like unbelievable. It's not like aggressive, but he eats he, before he'll even greet me. He wants to eat. Okay. And his dad um, just two months ago died because he choked on food. Okay, whoa. So he has the same problem. Okay. Okay, so um, how old is the lab? Uh, it's a Chinese Sharpay. Oh, Sharpay, and, okay. And he is a little over a year. Okay. Uh, uh, has he always been a chow hound? Yes. Okay. Uh, and, and I used to free feed. Uh-huh. But then that went absolutely crazy. You know, so then I said, okay, we're not going to free feed anymore. I have three of them. Mm-hmm. And so they got their set times to eat. But, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. he eats best. Okay. <laughs> uh, then what you could do, now, are you still watering the food down and make, soaking it so that it's soft? Yes. Okay, good, because it has to be soft if he's going to eat that fast, because otherwise, you know, that's it's going to, you know, he's just swallowing it, and then, you know, and then all that weight of the dry food, and then the weight of the water going in, so at least that way they're less likely to choke that way right. if you fluff it up and such like that. But otherwise, you can go uh, put some, take the, you know, you soften the food, uh, put it in a muffin pan, you know, so that he's got to go to each, you know, you know, little muffin thing, you know, to quick get that food out. Okay. Uh, okay. Try create a you know you could take a thirteen by nine pan, and you could uh-huh. put like uh, stuff in it, uh, like uh, not a rock that he could eat, but you know a, a good set that he, things he has to eat around. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. And they do have bowls and things out there that you know, are, but that's made for kibble food. Uh, the slow down the fast eater. What's his coat like? Uh, since I changed his food, absolutely beautiful. Oh, nice. Scratch, he doesn't have. Whoopsies. And I changed food. It's quite expensive, but I did change it. It's working fabulous. Oh, good. So he's got a great coat. His personality is just unbelievable great oh good because um, uh, you know you might want to try some probiotics digestive enzymes 
you know, just uh, to, to just help him feel fuller, uh, maybe more. Um, uh, but some dogs are just that way, just like with people. Man, there's some people I know that, man, you tell, you tell them don't scarf their food like that, you're going to get sick. And so that, that's, I think the better thing to would be to just create a puzzle kind of where he has to eat around so that he can't just gulp it, you know, just shove his face in there and just inhale it in one, you know, in one thing. So like okay. the, the muffin pan and the, the, if you look online, there's different dishes that you can put them in. But with the 13, nine, nine, 13 by 9 pan, what I would do is put, it's called a rake or a slicker brush, and you put that in the pan face up. So if the dog's nose goes into the pan to, you know, slurp up everything, he gets his nose poked. You know what I mean? Kind of okay. like, whoa, that didn't feel good. Maybe I need to slow down. <laughs> right. okay. And so just try to create something like that so he cannot inhale, you know, you know, the, you know, his food. All right. Okay. And so I think that that would be the better thing. And then when he takes a treat from you, how does he take a treat from you? Um, if the other two dogs are there, then he just, you know, grabs it. Um, but I will hold on to it so that he can't just grab it. And th- he doesn't bite. He just kind of, you know, he's not aggressive like that. Okay. But, yeah, he likes his treats. He's afraid the other two are going to get treats, and he's not. Right. Because you might want to make just really work on him taking treats very, very softly. You know, type things so that that he's just becoming more mindful about food instead of like mine, and then you know away it goes. You know, type thing. Now, where do you do, do all your dogs eat in the same room? No, my two dogs that don't eat fast eat in the kitchen, and I put him in the bedroom. They all get fed at the same time. Okay, okay, because yeah, because sometimes too, if the dogs can see each other, they're even in more of a hurry to eat. But because he's out behind a closed door, then you already eliminated that, so that that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. Okay. No, that's what I would try to do. Like, you take a 13 by 9 pan and put stuff in there so he's got to eat around it. Or then if he shoves his face in there, he's going to get his nose poked. Uh, take the muffin pan. And there are some muffin pans are, are that the muffins are bigger. And so there's some of them that are smaller. Okay. So just uh-huh. kind of, you know, just kind of work and see how that goes. Okay. Good so, idea, though. Okay. Keep me posted. I will. I have one more question. Sure. Though. Well, once you hold on to that, I got to run to. So if you, okay. uh, uh, so hold on, don't hang up, and then we'll we'll come back to you. Okay. 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 Let's see what. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. What do you have if your dog can't bark? What do you have if your dog can't bark? We'll be back. Hey, hey. Oh, uh, this is Carly's favorite song. She goes a little bit nuts on this one. So anyway, well, thank you for tuning in your knob to mytalk1071.com. Go to mytalk107.com and you can stream us live anywhere in the whole wide world. Don't forget about podcasts. All the shows are podcasts. Even me, myself and I, Katie K9. I am there. If you go to my show page, all you have to do is click on my Facebook page if you need that. And I post a lot of great information on that. Or you can go to my website and click on that. Or you can click on the podcast. Click on that. And also my talk has a podcast. You can get podcasts through my talk or wherever you get it. Okay. All right. What do you have if a dog, your dog can't bark? What do you think, Sonny? I get, these are good. <laughs> okay, you're going for three for three? Uh, I'm going to go. Think about it. What do you have if your dog can't bark? Uh, a no barker. <laughs> a hush puppy. Oh, mm. dang. That's a good one. There you go. There you go. That was a toughie. There you go. What can I say? Okay, let's head back to Teresa. She had another question for us. So, Teresa. Yes. Hi, what's the, last, what's the other question? Yeah, um, this is the same male dog that I was talking about, Sharpay, and he has a deformed leg. 
Well, the problem I'm having is his toenails are growing so fast because they never hit the pavement. Right. And he won't let you trim them. I mean, he's he, I can touch his other feet. I can, you know, bite his other. He's just gentle. It's just this foot. And I don't think it's pain. Um, but I cannot trim him. I wanted to know what you thought about declawing him. I don't think I'd go that far because that's literally amputation, just like with cat declawing. Okay, and you're amputating, they're cutting the tip of the toe off is what they're doing. Okay, so it's not just pulling the nail out. So I would not go down that. But it's okay. So now, uh, now you said his other paws is okay. Now, how do you trim the nail? Do you um, do you lift the paw up so you're looking at the top of the paw, and then you're gonna go cut your nail? Or yeah. do you, or do you pull it well, back? Usually does it. Oh, okay. Because the thing is, is that because see, there's different ways. You know, you you where you pick the paw up, and now you're looking at the top of the dog's paw, and you know to cut the nails that way. And then some groomers bend the paw, you know the leg backwards, like you're gonna like how you're gonna pick a horse's uh, hoof out or shoe right. a horse and do it that way. Because sometimes in how the leg is being manipulated is what it is about the you know it makes the dog feel uncomfortable. So you've got I had a horse that hurt her knee that. That you could you could not t- bend her knee. That literally you could flip her fetlock to do it. I mean the the, the groom or the groomer, the farrier literally had to stand on his head to trim that foot. But the thing is, is because if he tried to bend her knee, she would just snake out. So he just realized that he just had to get a little bit lower, and it all all worked out. And so that would be the thing is for the comfort zone, and then also you know do it as a uh, kind of a, a trick where you know like with my Zelda, I've got to have some we tag tamer. Somebody's got a treat. You know, and, and kind of holding it tight in their hand and kind of keeping it real close to her nose. And while she's focusing on that, then I quick cut a, a nail. All done. Yay, yay. She gets a treat. We move on. And so the thing is, is just try to do one nail at a time so that it's just short and to the point. Instead of trying to like, okay, hold still. We got another one left. Because then it, it, the dog, it turns into a wrestling match. Okay? Yeah, and I and I have done that where he'll be sleeping or something. And I'll kind of just sneak up to that toenail and do a clip. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I have done that. Okay. Um, they just grow so fast compared to the other ones because they never hit the pavement right. because of that deformed foot. Right, right. But I would just say make it a trick, a trick that maybe daily, you know what I mean? That it's, so it's easy for you to be able to take one nail at a time. He's only got, you know, four nails. Well, actually, the... Uh, the do claw, but anyway, so that's what, like I said, I, I no, I would not ever go down as far as declawing him for that. Uh, I would just take it as a, uh, you know, something fun that, that you're gonna you're gonna develop it into something fun, so that it's not a chore anymore. It's just something that you know that you just have to do for that dog. That's all. Okay. All right, I'll try that. Okay, kiddo, take care. Bye bye. Yeah, because like I said, I got to take team Zelda. I mean, I've had her ten years, and it, you know, you, you can you get a strawberry up to her nose, and she's like, "I need that strawberry." <laughs> and so then I can get like two nails cut. Great, we're all done. You know, pet, pet, pet. Give her the strawberry. Move on to something else. You know, too many people when it comes to toenail clipping wants to you know just try to get them all done. Don't because you're just asking for a, a, a problem. You know, you get stressed, the dog gets stressed, and now the dog sees that nail clipper come out, and all of a sudden it's like, touch me and die. <laughs> so that's why don't go down their road. If you can do one nail a day or a nail a week, we're all happy here. And so it's just, it's just got to have patience, folks. Just have to have patience. So, and I cannot, I don't understand people that use the Dremel. I, that to me, that takes way too much time. It's like, I just want to cut the nail and move on. <laughs> so, but if you have the patience to use a Dremel, 
yourself. You know, for, go for it. But to me, that's a lot more tedious. And I don't understand why dogs would even hold still, you know, for that. I would be like, just cut the nail and move on. So it's up to yourself. And then I want to quick sneak in uh, dog hair in dogs' eyes, folks. That t- totally drives me nuts. I had a little Yorkie Ollie that was in class. Oh, God, the cutest little bug. And uh, he was a beginner two, and he comes to the door, and she'd been through beginner one, and I had mentioned before, you know, we need to get that hair out of his eyes. Folks, I, you might think that's a cute look. It is not cute because a dog can't see correctly. It's like take your hair and flip it all out in front of you if you can, or get a wig and put <laughs> it on backwards, <laughs> and then now try to see by, you know, moving it. It's always falling back into your face. And so what happens is that your dog has a tendency to be more spooky because they don't see something coming, and all of a sudden, boom, there it is. And then the dogs don't have good vision anyway. Their 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 whole essence is their hearing and their smell. Their their sight is is very poor, and that's why a lot of times they will bark because they do more things on silhouette. You know, as uh, like they bark at people with hats or with uh, glasses because the silhouette has changed. And so that's why, folks, please, please, please. Get that hair out of the eyes. You know, some people will put barrettes and such like that, but then they got blinkers on the side. So the dog can see straight ahead of them, but can't see anything coming from the side. I call it an owl cut, and I know that's not correct. But you know how, if you look at an owl, how the feathers go, like, straight up and straight around the eyes yep. where it's just like it's plastered back mm-hmm. okay and that's what i said get that kind of a haircut i've had two people do it with their poodles oh they look then the poodles look so cool they really do cute I just, yeah but anyway and, and and their hair grows so fast that i know you know it does it's not gonna stay like that for very long and but the thing is is that uh i had another golden do- golden doodles you know because they're so popular labradoodles and people just aren't grooming them correctly anyway. That's why they, a lot of them have to be shaved because they, they're grooming the top and they don't get down to the skin. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so then they wonder why they're all mad. But but I see more of them where they have, they're just like a lampshade. You know what I mean? They cannot see in front of them. Also, like the old English sheepdogs. Mm-hmm. It used to be the old wives' tale. Oh, they got to have that hair because yeah. they got those powder blue eyes. Oh, that that they'll you know, they'll go blind if you take <laughs> that hair away. It's like, folks, no, just get the hair out of the dog's ears, ears, eyes. Don't you do it? You bring them to a groomer. Don't be messing around those eyes because all it takes is one slip, and now all of a sudden, now you have cut eyelids. Oh, you have good. cut. So, yeah. So you do not do this, you know, but yourself. You take them to a groomer, and then you say, "All I want is just it. I want all the eyes or all the." Eyes. All the hair taken away from the eyes. I want it back away so he has clear field of vision in front and to the side. Okay? So that's my soapbox for right now, and I'm sticking to it. Love it. There you go. So, yeah, I, I don't, you were a trainer. These dogs that come in there, yeah. they can't see. And then, like, poor yeah. little Ollie. And by the, the third week, Ollie's are starting to have less and less more. Because I know it looks cute and kind of wispy. I've got a Karen Terrier Yorkie. And, you mm. know, when his hair starts growing out, yeah, that little shelf thing looks kind of cool. <clears throat> you know, it gives him more of a whimsical, you know, type look. Mm-hmm. Cookie, <laughs> uh, and so, but it is kind of cute, but it drives me nuts on the other side too. And I'm yeah. really lucky that my dogs, you know, I, I put them up on something and hold the jaw, and I can yeah. get what I need. But the average person, no, don't do it yourself. Please don't do it yourself. Just take them in, make an appointment, maybe have them bathe. It's that time of year to have them bathe because, um, uh, well, with all the rain we've been having and the muck and the mud mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and a lot of dogs now are blowing their coat right now, getting ready for winter. And so, what you'd be well to bring them in, have the the hair cut away, have the nails done. Have them uh, and see what they do when they go to dry them. It's like a vacuum cleaner on reverse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it blows out the coat. And so any shedding that was there 
now is going to be taken care of. And so now you won't have that shedding. And if your dog is shedding a lot, then the omega-3s and 6s are very low. you got to get them on fish oil. you got to get them on some maybe some kind of plankton. I use phytoplankton uh, um, along with fish oil. I don't just do fish oil. There's other ways to get the omega-3s and 6s. And so, but they, they, the rule of thumb when the furnace goes on to when the furnace goes off, folks, you need to have fish oil or your omega threes or sixes at least five times a week, at least five times a week. Okay. When the furnace goes off, then two times a week, you know, if you're feeding a dis- d- decent food. But uh, the, right now, because uh, I've been getting a lot of emails and people, my dog is itching like crazy all of a sudden. It's like because people have turned on their furnaces, it's been cold. Okay. And if the omegas were a little bit low, then what's going to happen? It's really going to dump it. And so that's why you got to really bump it up. So uh, sardine oil. Our anchovy oil, krill oil, salmon oil in rotation. Remember, salmon oil is a heavy metal fish, so pay attention to that. You know, rotate, buy a smaller bottle, and then you rotate into something else. You know, they'll stay on any one thing for any length of time. So, so get those omega threes and sixes in, because now that because I just bumped up my dogs because we the in our house we've always heated with wood. Mm. Okay, and so last year was the first year that we just hit it all, heated all with propane. And so this year, you know, I mean, there was nice, it was just, okay, I mean, I mean and you see, all that you would do when you heat with wood is just one night, you know, take that chill out, you're just fine. Well, you know, last year after paying for propane, you're a little bit more like, <laughs> and so I, it became a deal, whereas uh, with me and my husband, if who's going to turn the furnace on first? And I, I lasted until last <laughs> night. I finally last night, I said, okay, it's like 55. I said, yeah, turn it on. So I, I. That's what they I call a three dog one. night, right? Yeah, there you <laughs> go. One on each side, one of the feet. You got it. <laughs> All right. Hey, give a holler. We got some open lines. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. If you got a call, if you got a question for me or if you got a question for Danielle with the therapy dogs, as far as if you want to become a volunteer with your pupper, you know, for their great organization. Canine expired change, and uh, but we're going to be talking to her more. Is it that time, Sony? All right, okay, trivia. There we go. All right. Oh, we did that one. Well, we did this. One. Let's see if uh, if you guys can remember. I did this one a couple of weeks ago. See if you remember. What do you get when you cross a dog and a daisy? What do you get when you cross a dog and a daisy? Be back. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for sharing your Sunday afternoon with me. This is Katie K9. And uh, so if you got a question, give a holler. 651-641-1071. I know the Vikes are playing and we are ahead. I actually have my Vikings uh, jacket on. So I feel good that they're winning when I got it on. That uh, having my jacket on does not mean that they lose. <laughs> so anyway, so I appreciate that. And when you're here with Danielle uh, from Canine Inspire uh, Change, uh, dot org, And she, there, she's, uh, uh, I'll let her read in case you're just tuning into the show if you haven't heard the beginning we'll reiterate what the organization is so why don't we reiterate for ones that maybe have just tuned in we are a nonprofit dedicated to giving vulnerable youth the social emotional tools they need to be active participants in their schools and communities okay we're passionate about connecting our community together um, with dogs as the common denominator because dogs are way cool. Yeah. <laughs> in a nutshell. Yes, in a nutshell. Is. Dogs yeah, yeah. raise the vibration pretty much of any uh, situation that they're in, especially the therapy dog type, the dog that's a really easygoing, mm-hmm. chilled out. Um, mm-hmm. And the, uh, but your volunteer team right. uh, can be any dog as long as it's had like a couple levels of training. So yep. that, I mean, it's under control. It's not a yep. jumpy, exactly. pulley. Right. And you require harnesses. They cannot use a training collar. They correct? can use a slip lead. They can use a regular buckle collar. Oh, okay. um, but no training, training collars. 
Right. Like a pinch collar or whatever. Right. Okay. Although I, you know, I support those in yeah. other instances. It's just right. like but, some of But in this, you yeah. explained earlier with the kids yeah. from, you know, they're vulnerable adults that they may not understand right. those collars. Right. So. They think we're being mean yeah. and they usually have come from a situation in which they've either witnessed violence or been the victim of violence. And so that can trigger them. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, so that's why that, but that makes sense. See, I'm, I'm preaching... I, I preach against tarnishes, but oh. the re- no, no, no. But the, the reason is because people like my puppy classes. Um, uh, the last puppy class I had eleven pups, right? Yeah. Okay, ten of them came in with harnesses. I'm talking about the connector at the front. Yeah, but no, I'm just saying though is that the uh, what happens is that these dogs, you know, they harnesses teach dogs to that have not been trained. Okay, this is right. what I'm saying. A harness is perfectly fine as long as a dog doesn't right. pull on the harness. You know what? He walks like you know husky wood or whatever type. Yep. Thing. Okay, until told to pull, but uh, but the average person they're restraining their dog, yeah. they're not training them, right? And so to start out with a harness is no because they're teaching more, him to pull to, exactly. <laughs> and so that's why, like I say, so it's funny that, like I said, everybody's probably going, "Ooh, Ooh. she said harness, and Katie doesn't like harnesses." <laughs> but I just want to clarify that this is a whole different you know ball yeah, game here. Yeah. These, the dog is already is trained, right. and now we're just using the harness because you know, like I say, for the you know some of right. the kids that might think that the collars are right. not nice. My so. preference is to just be either on a slip or regular flat yeah. buckle collar. Right. But if you needed something else. Right. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep, 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 yep. No, I get that. And so explain again what to, what you do. It's like a mini agility course. You yep. go to vulnerable adult schools or kids, not yep. adults, and kids to yep. adults. And young adults, too. Yep. yep. So we bring dogs in. We do a little mini agility course with the dogs. We also do, like, um, relay races. We also do train your dog to do a trick time. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there. it's an hour broken up into about 10-minute increments in which kids are actively, actively working with dogs. So um, I wanted to go back to this whole, like, the dog doesn't have to be the perfectly behaved, like, they can never let out a peep. You know, they have to be friendly. Right. Right. They have to be non-aggressive, non-shy. You know, if a dog comes in and is scared, it's, that's not therapeutic to anybody. Right. But if your dog is, you know, a, they have high energy and you're worried that they might, you know, bark if like there's a loud noise right. or, you know, something right. oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Or they're having trouble settling the first day. We often use that to then talk to kids about what happens when you feel like you can't settle down. Have you ever felt like you just, you know, really couldn't sit still? Well, this dog is experiencing that and it's totally normal to experience that. That So this is what we're going to do. We're going to take some deep breaths. We're going to be calm. Uh We're going to pet the dog calmly down the dog's back. And now then that can translate over to this child so when the next time they're feeling this That's way right. they have skills we call them yeah. yeah we call them three deep dog breaths yeah. and the oh. kids yeah and the kids cite this then uh-huh. and so when we do have dogs that are you know younger dogs or dogs that are a little rambunctious it's it's a learning opportunity right you know yeah no that is that that is really interesting um how did you Okay, I understand why you started. How did how do you come yeah. up with the curriculum right. for this? To, right, and I'm sure you're learning. Oh you yeah, know, you're adding. Oh yeah, you, you bet. Because as you're going, it's like, oh, this is a good Ex- idea. Yeah, you know, this would work better than yes. that. You mean you're, and you know what? That is what uh, uh, an awesome person does. It, they just don't get. You know, I don't like when trainers get set in their ways, and that it's this way or the highway. No, it's this collar, or they no. don't know how to roll or add or subtract or multiply because what works for one may not work for another. Yeah. And 
then ideas that oh wow this could work for this and that not yeah you know what I mean and you're, if you're you're constantly learning and and, and trying new right. things and, and you and you don't tell people that you're they're guinea pigs there's things yeah, that I do right, in my right, class right, yeah. and I'm just to see hey would this be a better way or what what would they grasp it better this way yes. you know so they're being guinea pigs without really knowing right it, you know but I'm learning you know right. and they're still learning too so exactly I mean sometimes you have to build the plane in the air you know yeah, that's a good analogy <laughs> so kind of how I developed it was um well I was given an opportunity I got a mass email like the year I got sober right okay. I was coming out of a dark pretty dark night of the soul here okay um and so anyways I'm, I'm getting sober I'm kind of finding my new little legs um beneath me I'm trying to be a good person and pack some good things into the world mm-hmm. right um and I'm trying to do this with my dogs okay and I got a mass email um, that went out to a bunch of local dog trainers from a teacher saying, hey, I'm working with these EBD kids. Would anybody be willing to bring some dogs out? Um, and the vast majority of the trainers were like, are you kidding me? Emotionally, behaviorally disordered children and dogs like you're asking for a whole can of, you know, whoop, you know yep, what? Yeah. Um, and but my first instinct was like, yes. Oh, my well, gosh. Like, there. I Yeah. This is this is exactly what I want to do. Are you kidding me? So I I said yes to that first email and I started doing it and then the curriculum developed because one of my dogs at the time was not a good candidate for traditional therapy okay. dog work. Okay. And so he needed to be active. Uh-huh. Like he will do tricks for anybody. <laughs> he you ask him to go through a tunnel, he'll do it. He'll do a trick for you. He will listen. He's just Johnny on the spot for yeah. that. But he doesn't want to be cuddled and lay next to you. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought there's got to be a way for people to be impactful to their community in a positive way with their dogs. If their dog is, you know, a mainstream, just happy go lucky dog, and right. is not that dog that's just gonna you know lay there and. And, and be really still no matter right. what. Because yeah. that's, you, you know, few and far between. Yeah, it is. And they have to get older, really, yes. for that to be. Usually about four or five years old, yeah. baby. <laughs> right. So I'm like, okay, so what can we do here to work with these dogs? And could then that open up this work to a larger you know population in our community? Right. You know, can you imagine if we had everybody out there with just a mid-level happy-go-lucky dog getting out there and reaching out to their community oh, wow. and bridging the gap? Yep. And that's what we're trying to do. That is awesome. And because there is so many, um, what do you want to call it, uh, more so uh, uh, people that need help. Between There's a lot the, of suffering out there. Right. Between, the, you know, the guys coming back from Afghanistan yes. and such like that. Okay. And then just uh, I, my personal thought is, is that we way over schedule Kids, kids, we don't allow them yeah. to be kids and right. be bored because they need to be bored. That's where creativity comes from. Yeah. You know, where they are feeling. And so they, and they want, we wonder why it seems like they're having, you know, unfortunately more suicides and more mental breakdowns mm-hmm. and more mental issues mm-hmm. is because we just keep push, push, pushing. Mm-hmm. Or like I said, then stress begets stress. Yeah. Mom and dad had a stress. Right. And all of a sudden the kids are getting screamed right. at, yelled at. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. It's just a vicious cycle. It a vicious is. Ball. And so that's why this, what you do is uh, I tip my hat. If I had my hat, thank you. My hat, okay, she's tipping her bejeweled head. There, there, there you go. Set. There you go. It's really cute. Uh, but yeah, so it's uh, because that's what I mean is that yeah. you're teaching, the, the, you're giving them tools, right? You know, to to breathe, uh, to stop, to you know, instead of just going off the edge and off the deep end, right? And I'm hopefully you're also teaching another teacher. Their teachers are a part of this also, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So we have either teachers or teachers aides or social workers in the room with us, mm-hmm. um, the entire time. Time. And they're usually just sitting on the sidelines, and, and so learning. right. And there's also like the fringe 
benefits on, on top of the other fringe benefits that I talked about are these teachers are overworked. The staffers are usually just uh, like running around like, ah, and they just flock to the dogs when they come in. I know when we go down to the juvenile detention center, all of the um, parole officers and the assistant parole officers just flock to us. And they're like, oh, thank God. Everybody was looking forward to you guys coming today. Yeah. It's like, listen, there's fringe benefits to the program the left staff and, right. and yeah. the yeah. kids yeah. absolutely yeah no that is it it is and like i said this is very unique i don't know is there many programs around like this i don't know of any okay. in the twin cities area yeah, see, i didn't hear yeah of them, but you're in it so i thought maybe you'd, you'd right know. yeah i don't think there are, i think there are some with horses okay um oh yeah my girlfriend's part of that yeah yeah which yeah. is amazing yeah, um is. but i don't know of any other ones with dogs i think there are a few offshoots here and there where like social workers will just bring their own personal right. dogs in and things like that. Right. But I don't think there's a curriculum based yeah, program. No, out yeah, there. You're right on that. And because uh, the big thing is, is like going to, you know, uh, retirement homes uh, yep. and then going to like hospitals or yep. some of the dogs that go to the hospitals. And so, so and like you said, those need to be calm, you yes. know, and unorganized. Yes. And, and unfortunately the majority of dogs are not that calm and that organized. Right. <laughs> like you said earlier, in, unless they're older. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, you know, once again, we're trying to find a way that dogs can be therapeutic to a larger portion of our society and also then this work is available to more people right, right and the other thing too is i just got a comment from one of the um one of the parole officers down at the juvenile detention center and he said that it's so good for the other parole officers to see the kids interact with each other and with us and with the dogs in a whole different, different way, way than they normally see them, that, which is opening very, up. That's that's huge. I didn't yeah, that part. Yeah, that's exactly. Cute. They don't see these kids with their tender-hearted side. They don't right. see them being kind. Yeah, they're not given a chance to be kind. Well, it's just, they, bingo. <laughs> <laughs> and they usually have got so much stress they they don't know how. Yeah, no. And, uh, uh, just like with, with inmates, they were doing right. um, giving them animals to take care of yep. or dogs to bring up, right. and and to see you know the kinder, gentler side, right? Because that animal doesn't judge them, right? And that the animal is solely dependent on that person, and the animals have they bring out the best in all of us. They do, they really do. They can bring out yeah. There's days that you know they can yeah. fry your last nerve, right. <laughs> but it really is. It brings out the kinder, gentler side of most people, right? And under understand it because you could have a bad day and scream and yell and the dog will let you uh, you mad at me yeah <laughs> right you know but all of a sudden it makes you got it out and then you can calm down right and and go from there so it's it's pretty right cool. So once again, now you're looking for teams, voluntary teams. We're looking teams. for therapy dog teams, and we do have a class coming up. It's a four week class, one hour once a week, one or? hour once a week. That's only an hour. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yep. Being held at Interim Healthcare <laughs> in Roseville, and they are a, a partner uh, of ours too. So if you think that your dog would be more suited for one-on-one, like hospice care, you are geared up and ready to go to volunteer with them once you nice. go through this course as well. Okay. It's really nice. Um, Is how- it free? It is, not free. It? it is not free. It is not free. It is a hundred dollars okay. for the four weeks. Okay. Very. We we are 
um, absolutely motivated to keep it super affordable right. because sometimes cost can be a yeah. barrier for people to you know get their therapy dog certification. So we want to just really make it super affordable. And if people can't afford to pay it, we do offer scholarships. Yeah. Oh, nice. So um, it's four weeks long. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end, you get a really cute badge. I'm wearing one now. Hey, look at that. And, and, and it has it's your dog's cool. picture yeah, on it. It's like that. a really cute driver's license with your dog's picture on it. Say yours. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we are fully insured. Um, and the ne- the classes start on October 27th. You can go to our website and sign up. We really need teams. Okay. And that, the website is? The website is canine, all spelled out, canineinspiredchange.org. All right. All right. Hey, we got a little bit of time left. So if you got a question for me or for Danielle, please give a holler. Six, 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. We got a call. We got uh, for maybe uh, two calls. We got time for. But if you got a question for Diane, you know, please. Uh, she's right here. Now is the time to ask it. Okay. And we, of course, we did it again. We forgot to give you the answer to the last one. So we'll do this again. What do you call? What do you get when you cross a dog and a daisy? Okay. And then the other one is. Oops. No, I can't. I should use my glasses. What happens when, oh no, I already did that. Oh, look at that. I'm going over the, oh, here we are. Okay. What do you get when you cross a rabbit and a frog? What do you get when a Mm. rabbit and a frog? And then what do you get when you cross a dog and a daisy? We'll be back.